Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Renee Hansen. Hello, I'm Renee, and welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast. I would like to welcome my special guest, Jeffrey Kopp, to our show, and today we'll be talking about The Walking Dead, Dead City, and predictions for the finale, as well as other news in The Walking Dead universe. Welcome, Jeffrey. Hi, Renee. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to discuss this season of Dead City with you and everything in The Walking Dead universe. Yes, it's exciting. So um, I'd like you, if you could start out, tell um, like our listeners a little bit about your role in The Walking Dead universe with your very successful and highly informational Twitter page. Definitely. So I've been covering The Walking Dead um, since around season five. I've been a fan since season two started airing, but season five is when I created my uh, Twitter account. And then the universe kind of blew up after that point and we started getting Fear the Walking Dead. Then the other spinoffs started to come to fruition. So I've kind of shifted towards covering the entire franchise. Um, I live tweet new episodes every Sunday. I have a lot of fun doing that. That's kind of been the hallmark of my page is um, counting down to those new episodes and then live tweeting each week. Um, we have a really great Sunday night community um, that kind of unpacks the episode each week. And that's that's been something I've been doing since the very start. Um, yeah, and just covering all the news that comes out about all the different shows, um, you know, reporting on any casting news, any any updates with filming i try to keep up with a little bit of everything for the franchise and i have a lot of fun doing it it's it's a lot of work since the franchise has grown so much these last couple of years but um it's something that i really really enjoy and we've built a really special community um on twitter especially these last couple of years since the show has ended and we've um kind of focused on these new spinoffs and sequel series Yes, it's a great site and you can follow it. It's on Twitter, T Walking D World. And you, if you need to know anything in the Walking Dead universe, Jeffrey has it on his page. It's amazing. <laughs> I know I've been following since before I started. I started writing in for Undead in 2019, I believe it was. And but I was following your page before that. So <laughs> it was it's always been a good uh spot for information. And I do love the the live tweeting. I haven't been able to do it for Dead City, but Previously, I'd partake quite often and really enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of fun with that. That's that's kind of my favorite thing to do. And it's something to look forward to throughout the week is those Sunday nights. Yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, it is. It's a great community and it's always just fun. I love seeing all the different um, memes and, and gifs people come up with to, you know, kind of make fun of this you know just like you know oh this is funny and then they use this to make you know kind of poke fun at different scenes or whatever and, and things like that and it's always fun too these uh, sometimes I'm I feel like I'm very up on The Walking Dead especially you know especially the main series and watched us through several times and then someone else will come up with something and, and like oh my gosh this happened and they remember this little tiny thing that happened to make it kind of relevant to whatever episode's playing that evening you know whether it's the Walking Dead or another spinoff. So it's just funny how, you know, you can think that you know a lot and then these other people, they just know a lot too. <laughs> it's 
crazy. It's the craziest thing. Like I'm exactly like you. I think I know everything. And then someone will share something that they found rewatching and they manage to connect it to the episode that's currently airing. And you're like, wow, I never would have even noticed that. <laughs> I know. And I've actually, I've used those several times for articles because they're just, it's like, everybody needs to know this. So like, you know, credit, you, know, you always embed their tweet because it's like, I just can't believe they found that, you know, it's always very, I figure if I think it's interesting, other people will as well. Exactly, exactly. So um, Dead City is our current um, spinoff. And so I just kind of wanted to get uh, your overall feel of this series. And we've got uh, one, the finale on July 23rd. Um, but for the first five episodes, like what's your feel for this? Uh, this is spinoff. Yeah, I am genuinely having so much fun with it. I was a little bit nervous um, when it was first announced and when we were sort of in the last couple of weeks before it premiered, just not really knowing entirely what to expect. I was a little worried it would be sort of the same old, same old between Negan and Maggie. But I've been so pleasantly surprised at how much more of their relationship they've kind of explored. Um, it's not that constant, like back and forth bickering that we saw in season 11 of The Walking Dead. It's it feels like they're actually coming to a place where they understand each other. Um, and, you know, we'd heard that we would be getting to see more of that classic Negan and we definitely are, but we're also seeing a more evolved version of him, which I'm really enjoying where he's a lot more emotional and a lot more caring of other people. Um, so I'm so pleasantly surprised by what we've gotten um, from these first five episodes. I've loved the exploration of New York City. I've loved these new characters that we've been introduced to. Um, I'm really enjoying how intimate it is compared to the main series where we really are just focusing on a small handful of characters instead of, you know, jumping around and forth between a ton of different stories. We're really just kind of focusing in on this small, intimate story. And I'm really enjoying that. And that, that makes me really hopeful for the other spinoffs. Um, so yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's, it's definitely not entirely what I was expecting. Um, but I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with, with just how fresh and different it feels to the original series. Yes, I agree. I had, when I first uh, watched, I think I watched the first episode and I wrote just a review of that episode and said that, you know, that I feel like Die Hard Walking Dead fans are going to enjoy the familiarity of it, it, it until, you know, then it, and it is very familiar until it becomes drastically different. <laughs> yeah. And, but again, I, and I like how you say that about, you know, their relationship and things, because it was a little concerning when they're like, oh, we're putting these two together. And season 11, it got kind of uh, <laughs> repetitive. It was just that constant, you know, kind of same thing back and forth between them. And this has been, like you said, a fresh look at all that. And, and the fact that we're in, you know, Manhattan for crying out loud, that's, you know, way, completely, you know, going to a different area than, you know, all the woods and that stuff of, you know, Virginia and Georgia and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, it's, the, their character development has been very interesting. And um, like you said, the relationship and things. So it's, I, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's shocking that, you know, after all these years, we're still kind of able to learn new things about, both of these characters. I mean, even Negan, I mean, he was introduced at the end of season six, which it's crazy to think how long ago that was now. Cause it seems like it, it just happened. I remember that night, the cliffhanger aired it. It feels so fresh, but it was a while ago. And 
you know, we're still learning new little nuggets of Megan's past and about who he is now. We're still learning little things about Maggie that we didn't know, which is just, you know, it's amazing that after all this time, there's still so much to unpack about both of them. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so um, of the, like of the new characters, are there any that stand out to you and like kind of elaborate on why if they, you know, if you can name one or two that stand out? Yeah. So I am loving the Croat. Um, I didn't really know what to expect with him, but as soon as we learned that he was, a former savior that he has such a complicated with complicated past with Negan. I was all in. Mm-hmm. I love those little ties to the past that they, that they happen to do. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting that he kind of comes from a period before Negan ever met Maggie or met the rest of the group um, before he was involved in the all out war with the communities. So it's kind of this interesting blast from the past that Negan gets every time he has to, face that that figure um and i just think the performance has been so amazing of that actor um especially in episode four where negan and him come face to face for the first time in so long and he's just so like charismatic and excited to see him again and kind of show off what he's built here in manhattan um so i'm really enjoying that character i think i think we're gonna learn some interesting things about him in the finale um I'm actually really enjoying the character of Armstrong also. Um, he's from his very first appearance in that first episode. He, he seems like he's been through a lot in the apocalypse and this community, new Babylon seems like it's kind of intense to live in. They have some really strict rules. So I'd be interested in learning more about, you know, that community, how it operates, seeing, actually getting to see it. Um, and we've kind of learned a lot about him just in this brief set of episodes about his brother, about what um, he went through with his brother, with his family. We know he still has some family alive. So I've really been interested in kind of learning more about him. And he's he's really determined to get Negan to justice. Um, he's not someone that gives up. He's been following him through Manhattan and Negan saved him and he's still going after him. So <laughs> There's some there's some stuff to unpack there, and I'm excited to see how things progress with them in the finale. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. Yeah, and those two characters, I what a great what great additions. I yeah, you just never know. Like how, how else can they make a villain? You know how we've seen so many villains in all these series. So you know you need something new and something fresh. And that you know tie to Negan was brilliant. I loved that. Um, I just I thought that was such a great twist to it. You know to have him you know, be a part of that world, like you said before we ever met Negan, you know, and everything. And so, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think he's done a great job. And yeah, and Armstrong, I, I'm very intrigued by him. And I, I yeah, I want to know a lot more about New Babylon and all of that, because, um, yeah, they seem to be pretty hardcore <laughs> with their punishment and things, you know, and so I hope we get to learn more about that as well. Definitely. And it feels like this show has kind of done a really good job of filling in some of the blanks between where the series finale of Walking Dead left off and where we are right now in the timeline, because, you know, things felt really good where they left off with Negan and Maggie at the end of that series finale. But now we know that in the time that has passed, they've both been through individual struggles of their own and they're not revealing everything. So we obviously, you know, know that Negan's been through some stuff. Maggie's been through some stuff. 
Negan's gotten in some trouble with New Babylon and you know we're kind of we're getting little tiny nuggets of that and that's really it's interesting to see them tie like Armstrong into that and you know there's obviously that whole entire community that um he's kind of irritated by killing killing members of their community but that also ties into his his story with Annie and their son Joshua so there's kind of a lot there that they've kind of done off screen that I'm I'm really enjoying that we're kind of learning slowly throughout the series. Yes, I think that's a great um a great way to like you said fill in those gaps. Um and it doesn't it, it, they've done it so organically. It doesn't feel forced. You know, it's not like we're oh we've got to push this in there because we got to you know get that story told or whatever. I just feel like it flows so well and the writers have done such a wonderful job of just making it feel the I don't know just the right pacing and things for everything but it's been yeah like you said good to see get these nuggets of their past and things that have gone on that we haven't seen and uh, yeah it's it's I just really am impressed at how well they've done that definitely so um of the of the episodes one through five did you have one that really you know was like a favorite that really stood out I did really love that first episode. I feel like that was such a good introduction to um, the characters again and also to Manhattan. I think that was so unsettling when they first landed on the on the shore of Manhattan and kind of stepped foot and just saw how empty and dark and just apocalyptic it all looked like they both it, it was like they'd never seen anything like that before. Um, I also feel like it was a really good jumping point for this show where maybe you haven't watched The Walking Dead. Maybe you've only seen bits and pieces of it. Maybe you only know like a certain part of the story. You could jump into this and still kind of follow along. You could, you know, watch this show without having to know the entire history of the original show. And I, I really appreciate that they did that because, you know, 11 seasons is a lot. Some people aren't as committed to tuning in from the entire time but maybe maybe some people gave up around season seven season eight and were curious about this new show and wanted to tune in you kind of could you know jump in and not have to see all that and you could kind of pick up the little hints that they dropped about you know what has happened between Negan and Maggie and what they've been through and I really like that um it also just tonally I thought was a really interesting shift it obviously felt like The Walking Dead but it felt more like an evolved version of of this world where more time has passed. So the world feels a lot more lived in than than where we left, that we're not in a big community anymore. We're kind of just in the wild, in the wild now. Um, so I really, really loved that first episode. I think that was such a good, good jumping point for the entire entire series and setting everything up. Yes, I agree. I thought it was such a good episode to open this up. And like, you know, I, everything you said is accurate about the just, like you know, you, you don't have to necessarily watch all of The Walking Dead to appreciate this and understand what's going on. And I love how they um, they started it out like Maggie at the end of season 11. She seemed to be OK. You know, I mean, obviously, she's always going to have, you know, things and, and we don't, and there's a lot of her stuff while she was gone we don't know what she endured and things and but I felt like when it started she was the however many years have passed in between that she's hardened so much um since the last time we saw her <laughs> and I thought that opening with her and that walker was just incredible just to show 
you know, how Maggie's changed since we last saw her and things that, you know, she's evidently done or, you know, experienced in that time. And that, I don't know, I just thought that that scene with the walker when she was just bashing it, you know, it was just like really showed you the, the mindset that she's in going into this series. That's, that's something I really appreciated too, is that for people who only want to watch, you know, the original series, you can watch season one through 11 to the series finale. And that can be your ending if you want it to be. You don't have to continue on with any of the spinoffs. That was, you know, that was a happy ending. They wrapped things up. They they left the characters in a good place where if we never saw Maggie and Negan again, it would be, it would be okay. But if you, you know, are really kind of all in like we are, and want to see more from these characters, this is perfect because we get to check in with them a few years later from where we left them off at the the finale. It doesn't take anything away from that. And we get to see them kind of go through these new adventures, these new struggles. And I feel like that first scene with Maggie kind of encapsulated that where we can tell she's going through it majorly. We don't know exactly what it is, but we can tell she's been through a lot. And it still echoes to, you know, what she went through in the original show that obviously had very clear, um, um, a clear feeling of what Negan did to Glenn with the walk with, with Lucille, um, that, that bashing of the Walker felt a little too, too close to home. Um, so, you know, that's, it's kind of a reminder that that's very much going to be a feeling throughout the entire series. That's something that they constantly want to remind us is that, Hey, even though Negan and Maggie have kind of moved moved past what happened, that's still co- constantly going to be a reminder to both of them that, you know, he did do that and she did some things to him. So it's it's a nice kind of through fare of, of that, of the past. Yeah, for sure. The um, one thing I've, I've said about this series too, I'm not one of those, I would not be one of the people that can do reaction videos to series or movies or anything like that. I just don't generally physically react, you know, like maybe in my mind or whatever, but like physically, but dead city has literally, <laughs> I have had <laughs> reactions just, you know, like, well, when she was dreaming and the scene with uh, Negan and Glenn and yes. I had never rewatched that episode ever. I just, that's the one I skip, you know? And <laughs> I was, I physically like sat back in my chair, you know, during that scene when they flashed it on the screen. And then I, you know, there's been other times in this where I have had physical reactions to events in the series. So I thought that was very interesting as someone who normally doesn't react like that. It's definitely, they're, they're definitely throwing in little things like that to kind of I feel like keep us on our toes of like, this is still the walking dead universe. This is still a place where really, really bad things happen. Um, Just because they had that nice little happy ending at, at the end of the series finale does not mean that they're not going to experience some, some bad things. And, you know, we know that that, that moment in her life where, where Glenn dies is always on her mind, especially with what she's going through now. So I thought that was, brilliant to have that pop up um but I'm, I'm totally with you i feel like there's been so many moments just in these first five episodes where i've been like just looking at the screen either in shock or disgust it's been it's been some gross moments between the scary sewer walker the the roaches the walker with the rat in its mouth 
Um, they've definitely upped the the horror and the gore in Dead City, which I would I would expect nothing less because I feel like, you know, they're always keeping keeping us on our toes with with the horror elements, um, and they kind of have to reel people in again with this spinoff. So I've I'm totally with you. I've been watching kind of with my eyes covered because it's been it's been something you never know what's going to pop up. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. They have definitely upped it uh, with the horror aspects and then the special effects and things. And it's been, you know, for someone who, you know, I enjoy a good apocalyptic and I love horror, you know, so this has been, yeah, you know, it's just been really neat to see um, kind of an evolved version of what we, you know, always saw in The Walking Dead and things. And so it's been, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm, I think they've just done a great job. <laughs> um, so, um Let's see. So we kind of answered some of this, but like, so, you know, you know, both Maggie and Negan have changed in the series since we last saw them, like we said, but is there anything, or I guess the, the, the new information that we've learned about either one of these characters, what, what was like maybe the most maybe shocking or, you know, surprising to you to learn about either one of them or both? I think with Negan, I've just been kind of surprised to see him a little more, uh, more, acting like a human i'm i'm a negan fan but i've kind of always been under the belief that he probably should have died under that tree at the hands of rick um <laughs> at the end of the war um i think that would have been a great ending to him and i'm kind of someone who's always going to hold him accountable for what he did um and kind of nitpick at his little um his little inconsistencies with his his belief system and we're kind of exploring that in this show but um, he's really just the way he's interacted with the new characters with, with Maggie, I've been really surprised. Um, it's kind of a softer edge from him than we've ever really seen. We obviously saw parts of that in, in the walking dead with characters like Judith and Lydia. Um, but, and we're obviously seeing it here with the character of Ginny, but even characters like Armstrong, who's actively trying to kill him he's also helping him and being patient with him. And that's so surprising to see, but also when you look at his entire story, his past, um, it, it makes sense. Um, so I'm loving seeing that side of him. And I think with Maggie, I'm just always constantly surprised, not surprised, but in awe of her, her survival, everything she's been through, everything that she has had to um, be tested by by this world. She always finds a way to push through. And I feel like this last episode, this death march through the sewer um, kind of encapsulates that where she's just, she's got a betrayer in the mix. She's got this girl who doesn't listen to her. She's got this other person who she wants to help. She's also looking for her son. She's also having to deal with these walkers, this methane. Um, but she still pushes through. She still does not give up. She's still the Maggie that we know and love. But we come to learn by the end of the episode that she's she's not telling the whole the whole <laughs> truth. She's she's been lying to Negan. She's been lying to us. She's kind of been lying to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, she's just someone that will do whatever it takes to keep her son safe, keep herself safe. And that's something I've always admired about her, but I feel like we're really getting to see here in Dead City with with the focus being so heavily on her. Yeah, 
Very true. Yeah. I, and I, I, you mentioned earlier about the intimacy of the, of this series, which it, you know, goes, it makes you, um, you know, think of the earlier seasons of the walking dead with the smaller cast and things where it's more focused on these characters and you're learning a lot more because you don't have the, you know, huge amount of cast to keep, you know, flipping back and forth to, we can concentrate on these people and we're learning, you know, a lot about it, a, a lot about them. And it's just really, uh, I just think it's a fresh change from like towards the end of the walking dead, where it was just so many stories and it was hard to get, um, you know, good stories out of all of them, you know, especially ending a season or ending a series like that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I feel like having six episodes for one is really beneficial. Um, it, it harkens back to the very first season of the original show and of, of Fear the Walking Dead, which mm -hmm. also had that first six episode season um, where there's just not enough time for filler. There's not enough time for kind of nonsense. They have six episodes and you really get to see everything from the main cast. Um, there's no well, this character is going to be you know, absent for a few episodes. We're not going to focus on this storyline for a few episodes. We're actually getting to follow all of them for, you know, every episode. And that's really refreshing because the last few seasons of Walking Dead, um, of course, Fear the Walking Dead, will go long stretches where they just kind of hit pause on a character's story to focus on other people. And then we'll pick back with up with them later. And it just feels kind of disconnected at times. But this whole first season so far has felt very fluid and um it feels like it's flowing properly it feels like we're actually getting places so that's been a huge nice nice change and it feels like you said back to the early days of the walking dead where you know we learned all everything about the characters from the ground running so that's really nice yeah <laughs> um so in episode five we find out what Maggie's been up to. <laughs> so what did you think about all that? I was a little bit suspicious of her for the last few episodes. I'm like, she's just kind of, I mean, obviously she's got Herschel missing, so she's going to do whatever it takes. She's going to be totally determined. But I was so confused why Negan fit into all this and why no one else, you know, came along to help. Why, you know, we know she's still in contact with the other communities. So why is Carol not here? Why is, you know, Lydia or any of her other friends not helping? But now we learn that Negan really is the key to all of this. And it, you know, obviously ties back into the past with, with the Croat and life at the sanctuary. Um, so I, I am a little bit shocked, but I'm also like, she, she's very, she's very good at, um, getting what she needs done. So I'm not shocked that she's kind of concocted this whole plot to to get Negan to to the Croat. But it definitely was a little bit of a shock to the system um, to kind of see her almost cast in the villain's light for a little bit because she's, you know, she's lying to Negan about what might potentially happen to him. We don't know exactly what the Croat has planned for Negan, but I'm assuming it's not good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she's, she's, it's definitely a different side of Maggie that we're not really used to seeing, but I think it's interesting to, to kind of show that side and show that, you know, and that was kind of the message of that episode is that everyone's just kind of doing what they have to for themselves. 
And those choices that they make may have a negative impact on other people, sort of like what we saw from Tommaso aligning with the Croat. It wasn't beneficial to anyone else except for him, but it's what he believed was best for his own survival and for his survival of who he cared about. So it's, it's definitely an interesting perspective that, you know, I was, I was interested to see that they would go this way and I'm, I'm, I'm glad they are. Yeah. I wrote an article. I can't remember if it was after the first or second episode. And I said that I thought that's what was going to happen. I just, there was something she said and I can, I need to go back and watch those first two episodes. Cause I can't remember what it was exactly. She said, and the idea just popped into my head. And so I was, uh, yeah, it, it was a shocking thing because I thought, oh, it, I, I predict a lot of things and they don't happen. So, you know, but with that one, I was, you know, like you said, it was just such a different light to see Maggie in. But again, a mom, you know, I'm a mom. I know you'll do anything you can, you know, what you'll do whatever you have to for your children. So, um, you know, it just that's what she's doing. And right or wrong, that's it's just what she like you said, that's what she feels is right for her and her son. And yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out in the finale. Um, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc so do you have any predictions for the finale i'm really interested to see what will happen once Negan does cross paths with the Croat again, because it feels it, that, that, that meeting between the Croat and the new character that we met um, with his community in episode five felt like such a interesting tonal shift because we kind of saw that he's not fully in charge. Like we thought he was, he's not the one fully pulling the strings. He's, he's got someone to answer to. Um, so I'm interested to see what exactly it is they want from Negan. Um, and it doesn't sound like they're necessarily going to kill him, but it sounds like maybe they want his help. Maybe they want him involved in what their next stages for the city are. Um, so I'm interested to see if Negan's willing to go along with that. Cause he kind of feels like at this point, he's kind of just floating along in the apocalypse. You know, he doesn't, he didn't go with Annie and Joshua when they left, he didn't go back to one of our communities. He's kind of just got no place to be right now. So will he go along with what they want? Um, will he be willing to sacrifice himself for Herschel? I, I think he will. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, we My predictions of um, Amaya and Tommaso kind of becoming part of our central group went out the window when we saw them die in the tunnel. Um, so I, I really, I'm having a hard time because, you know, we don't know 
what the future holds also if there's going to be more seasons to this um if there's going to be stories outside of the city you know we don't know if they'll stay in manhattan or if they'll go elsewhere so i think there's a lot of interesting things that'll be revealed in that finale um but i'm kind of just i'm kind of just along for the ride and seeing whatever surprises they have um i'm i'm notoriously bad at predicting um (laughs) i'm not good at predicting when things or what things are going to happen who's going to survive who's going to die i'm since i became a fan I've always been bad at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think that story between Negan and the Croat is going to be kind of the big, big um, sort of game-changing moment of the finale when they do finally cross paths and how that relates to Herschel, how that relates to Maggie um, and their kind of future together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very, yeah, because I feel like the, the Dama, so I feel like she, you know, like she acts like she knows of Negan, what, you know, how, does she yeah. have a personal thing or is it just through the croat that she knows things so yeah I, I feel like that's gonna be a very interesting reveal when we find out their whole plan because like you said it doesn't seem like they're gonna kill him it's not like they're like you know what i mean it, it, they just want him for something or information or i yeah i don't know so that and, and if negan you know like you said if will he go i mean he's got the marshal after him who wants to you know kill him in, in a very you know bring him to justice as they say you know in a very brutal way that you know like does he is he going to side with them just to avoid you know then he'll have them backing him and then the marshal's not going to have a chance or you know yeah it's a very i feel like it's one finale that's it's very hard to know where it's going to go and like you said we don't know the future there's rumors of a second season but amc has not announced anything so it's hard to say what will happen and yeah so it'll be very interesting to see if we get a cliffhanger type of thing or if you know they'll have some resolution to all this definitely and i think i think negan has kind of always been someone who and it makes me sad to say this even though i've had such a complicated history with him but at this point in the show it feels like he's he really doesn't have anything he doesn't Mm -hmm. have a home he doesn't have his family anymore he it's it's like he's kind of like a lost puppy and it kind of would make sense that if it comes down to it and, you know, Herschel's life is at risk and they're offering to return him if he goes along with whatever they want, I feel like, you know, he might be willing to do that. And even though him and Maggie obviously have that complicated past, it seems like he came to Manhattan fully willing to do whatever it takes to get Herschel back because he knows how important it is for Maggie. So I feel like we're going to be in for a really kind of emotional, emotional um, turning point with that, that whole story in the finale. So I'm very excited. Yeah. So I thought like, so Jenny, so obviously she's very important to Negan. Um, You know, he feels like he's always, and he's always been that way. Like you mentioned with kids, you know, Lydia and Mm -hmm. Judith and even Carl, you know, he's just always, I mean, I think going back to his, you know, his gym teacher years where he just, you know, had that kind of, um, you know, whatever, I don't know what to call it with, with kids, you know, he just feels like Mm -hmm. an influence, a gentling influence or, you know, whatever with the kids and things. And so like with Jenny, I felt like she was going to play a much larger role than what she has. And because they've, kind of put her like when they were doing promotional photos and things it would be you know Gaius Charles and Jelko Ivanic and her you know so it seemed like they were were putting her 
really in a prominent position, but I don't feel that her character has done, I think the actress herself has done wonderful at conveying her emotions with no words. I, that girl is amazing (laughs) to be so young and and be able to pull that off. That's a, uh, a, a, you know, amazing feat to be able to do at such a young age is to convey all those emotions with no words and you know what she's feeling and you can feel her heartbreak and you feel you know bad for her but do you think you know there's because Negan doesn't know she's there yet and I you know I just like I said I just felt like her character was going to have a more important role and I wonder what will happen in the finale when he finds out that she's in Manhattan yeah that's kind of been the one one of the complaints I've had is that it feels like maybe they had more planned for her and they just kind of put her to the side a little bit. Um, We have gotten some really big moments with her, Mm -hmm. obviously the flashback with Negan where we kind of learn the history of that, that stuffed animal and um, Mm -hmm. just how important they are together. Um, And then obviously her time at Maggie's community where we, where she kind of learned the truth of, of, of everything. Um, So I'm not really sure what, their plans will be um because even when negan in the first episode kind of sent her to live at maggie's community it kind of felt like he knew that he might not be coming home and he was okay with that because he knew that she would be at a safe place um so i don't know how things will change when he learns that she's actually in the city it feels like that'll kind of be one of the first big moments of the finale is that you know, he's going to see the flare and know that, you know, that she's here and it'll kind of complicate things with Maggie. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, I haven't been the biggest fan of the inclusion of that character also, because it kind of feels more of the same of what we get in the walking dead universe of a kid that doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like we get that on every single show at this point Yeah, and it does get a little old. Um, but she has had some, some good moments. I really did love that moment of her, um, in this last episode where she's crawling out of the subway or out of the uh, sewer tunnel and Maggie just sees liar written on the wall. It's like a kind of a brutal twist from Jenny that I wasn't really expecting um, where she's like, I know what you did and I'm going to (laughs) tell. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. That was, uh, you know, as soon as I saw that, I thought, Oh wow. That was incredible. Again, like I said, this, this, this actress is doing all these things and not speaking a word, (laughs) but she's just, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. um, I kind of skipped over this one. What, um, what did you think about the, uh, you know, the flashback scene with Simon returning? Oh, I was so happy to see Simon again. Um, he was kind of one of those characters that every time he was on screen, you couldn't help but smile, even though he was doing like the most sinister things imaginable. And he was saying like the most awful stuff. It was like, he's so charismatic. He's so funny. He's so he's just got so much life to him. And it's Stephen Ogg just always has been amazing and everything. Um, so the fact that they brought him back and it was cool because it you know, for the longtime fans, it was a reward of, oh, you're getting to see this, this character that played an important role in the show for so long. But um, I mean, it also presented us with the, with more backstory for the Croat, for Negan and what they went through before we ever met them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was so excited to see him back. It made me so badly want a spinoff or an episode of Tales of the Walking Dead with him and Negan um i would literally watch anything between the two of them 
Um, and it made me miss that era of the show where he was on it and he was kind of, you know, terrorizing the hilltop. And we got those great scenes with him and Gregory and him just just kind of causing chaos everywhere. <laughs> um, uh, I was so happy they brought him back. And I hope, you know, I don't know what the plans are for the other spinoffs, but I'd love if we got little tiny flashbacks like that. You know, he wasn't in the entire episode. It was just a quick little mm-hmm. flashback cameo. So I hope we kind of see more of that in the other spinoffs of these, you know, beloved characters that we've had over the years kind of popping up just to kind of kind of give context and um, show show us glimmers of of the past. I love it when they do that. And it's it's like I said, a reward for the fans that have been in it for the long term who've you know fallen in love with all these characters. Yeah, they they had posted rumors that he was seen on set and I'm like well that could mean so many things you know is he you know he could be directing he could just be visiting he could be whatever but yeah you know it was like oh I hope we get a flashback you know especially when we learned that the Croat was you know a a underling of Negan's is what they kept calling it at first and so I was very hopeful that we would get some sort of flashback and I think they did a phenomenal job and it was I mean I just loved it when he he just leaned called he called him Neegs I love that I thought it was hilarious you know (laughs) just you know reminding us of what this character was like you know (laughs) he always managed to and it even the setting that they used of having the sanctuary it it was so funny because he's this dark these this evil person but he and the sanctuary is so drab and like just kind of depressing looking but he manages to like bring life to that place and bring like this kind of unhinged energy that I've always loved and it's it's so kind of like jarring besides Negan because Negan's kind of always calm and collected in that situation um so seeing seeing the two of them side by side is always it's always so funny to see and I'm sure they had a great time reuniting on set and getting to work together again Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And I love the uh, interaction between Simon and the Craw. You can tell they were not uh, fans of each other at all. And you could always kind of tell that, I mean, you know, Simon kind of, you know, he was like the second in command or whatever. So, uh, you know, seeing this person maybe come into their group like that, he didn't like that he you know he would follow most of the orders and kind of like like they were just at odds all the time because of their positions and things in the you know the saviors group but i thought the the actors did a wonderful job of showing us that uh tension between the two of them and that pretty much hatred i guess between the two of them i thought it was really good but i I loved the flashback though i thought it was wonderful yeah definitely they've done a really good job with flashbacks on this show i feel like (laughs) especially i love that jenny and negan flashback where they where we got to kind of learn more about what they had been mm-hmm. through together and learn more about Jenny, learn more about, you know, Negan. I feel like flashbacks sometimes are overdone in some shows, but I feel like they've done a good mix of them here mm-hmm. in this, in this show and, and in the, in the whole walking dead universe, mm-hmm. they never go overboard with it. It's always a good, good kind of reason for having them. Yeah. They, yeah, they've always done a good job with that. And it's, and it's like you said, it's, it's kind of a, you know, just a treat for those diehard fans to see, you know, this character we haven't seen for how many seasons. And so, yeah, it was, I thought it was really good. Very well done. Um, so yeah, so July 23rd is the finale, um, a couple of days early on AMC plus. Um, so it's exciting to think, uh, you know, just kind of imagine what's going to happen, but we'll know shortly. <laughs> um, 
So I'm excited for that. And then, so just while I've got you here, I just wanted to kind of pick your brain about, um, you know, like, uh, like, well, Daryl Dixon was just announced um, the release date of uh, September 10th. Mm -hmm. And so just like your thoughts on what we've seen so far for that series. Yeah, I feel like that series is going to be completely different from anything we've seen so far. And it's kind of another instance of, you know, when they first announced it, I was like, how much more Mm -hmm. can we do with this character? How much more can we learn? But I feel like placing Daryl in a situation like that will really allow us to learn more about him. Um, You know, that's so completely different than what he's used to. Um, He's used to being in the backwoods of Georgia (laughs) where we first met him. And now he's going to be in a country that does not speak English where, you know, we don't know what the apocalypse has looked like over there. So it could, we know that there's some, some variant walkers running around out there. Um, So he's going to be kind of tested in some different ways than he ever has been. And, It'll be interesting to see him in new environments. And I feel like the the look of it is what I'm really excited for. Um, just based off of some of the set photos that have, that have come out and um, just the photos that we have seen, the footage that we have seen, it looks amazing so far. Just the look of it, the locations. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to meet the new characters. Um, I'm excited to see how they do tie in this um, that little end credit scene we got at the end of World Beyond with the the lab in France and the the scary variant walkers. <laughs> um, that's been terrifying to me since we first saw it. So I'm interested to see kind of how they explore that. Um, but yeah, I'm really I'm really excited. I'm excited once we finally get the the full trailer to kind of get an idea of the tone and general story of it. Um, but I think I think that'll be kind of an, an exciting expansion to the to the larger world out there, um, because so far we've really only seen what's been going on in North America. We've seen a little bit of Mexico and Fear the Walking Dead. But other than that, it's really just been concentrated to the United States. So we're going to see see how the rest of the world is has been dealing with it all. Yeah, I Daryl's always been my favorite and but I was not excited about this because I I just, how are they getting him there? That was my big hangup. I'm like, okay, once we're there, fine, whatever, but how are yeah. they going to explain this? You know, so we'll still see, you know, obviously it's, uh, you know, we saw the little teaser of him strapped to the lifeboat and kind of thing. Yeah. So something happens, you know, and he, and he says in the trailer that he, or in the teasers, he said, you know, I was looking for something and found trouble, which, you know, kind of Daryl's <laughs> MO, I guess. You know, <laughs> But yeah, the cinematography and those just those short little clips that we've seen so far, you know, it it, it looks, um, you know, just, yeah, it's, I just, I, now I'm getting excited. I think now that we've seen the little bits of it and the pictures and, you know, I, I like the pictures of the new characters. Finally, we got to see a few of those recently. And so um, now I'm getting excited about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, yeah, I think it's going to be very, yeah, like you said, I think it's going to be very interesting to have him in that environment because he had to change so much from when we first met him to the end, you know, like just the people he was around, you know, helped influence him to, you know, break away from his brothers and, and, you know, just how his brother, how he was raised and all that sort of thing. You know, he was finally able to see that, you know, people can be nice and people can be good and that sort of thing. And now, you know, he's going to be, like you said, in a land where they don't speak the, he doesn't speak the language, obviously. And um, a lot, yeah, there's going to be a lot to contend with while there. And then, yeah, the variant walkers, I think that I hope there is, 
you know, I hope we see a lot of that because I think it would be fun to have the walkers be scary again. You know, we got to that point where it was, you know, not, they were, you know, it just wasn't quite, quite the threat as the humans, you know, and that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see how much that's used, but I hope that we get to see a lot of that. Um, but yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then Fear the Walking Dead, the final six episodes will be October 22nd. Uh, that'll start. Um, what are your hopes or anything for the, the last um, little bit of fear? Yeah, um, I'm actually really interested now that, you know, with how the first half ended with Morgan and Mo, you know, kind of departing the series. And I feel like the, sh the series will kind of shift back to Madison kind of being the lead and those core characters that we started the, the journey mm -hmm. with um which i think was really smart because you know it felt like after grace died morgan's story had kind of reached its natural end and you know it felt like it was time for him to to move on um and i i i personally love that that ending for him in the story mm -hmm. uh, so i'm really interested to see how um madison you know, reunites with characters like Strand. I've always loved that dynamic. Yeah. Uh, how she is able to, you know, reincorporate Padre back into the mix. There's definitely a lot that I'm interested to see, um, but I'm excited of, of the the shift back to those original characters and those characters that we've been following since the beginning, because mm -hmm. they've all changed and grown and evolved so much. Um, and, you know, as with the Walking Dead universe, we never know if, there's more beyond. Um, so there's always the question, will we see these characters pop up anywhere else? Will we see their stories continue on outside of Fear the Walking Dead? Um, I feel like we'll get a better picture of that in these next six episodes. Um, but it's definitely bittersweet. You know, Fear's had a long and rocky road. It's mm. kind of had some low lows, but it's definitely had a lot of high highs. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm I'm definitely going to be really emotional to actually say goodbye to the show and say goodbye to these characters after after so long. I mean it's it's been eight seasons and mm -hmm. most shows don't make it that long, especially a spinoff series. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely earned its place, and I'm glad it's getting a nice big send off. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens next. But I, and I agree, I'm very excited to see Madison's you know reconnecting with those characters who haven't seen her who thought you know thought she was dead you know so that's going to be um uh, yeah very interesting to see how that all plays out mm -hmm. um so that the final the coda scene or after credit scene um of the mid-season finale of fear the walking dead what were your thoughts on that that was something that i'm most interested to see explored um you know, we saw this mysterious figure picking up a lot of familiar items. Um, and especially, I, I know everyone was focused on Alicia's arm, but he picked up a map that had, or he or she picked up a map that had the various locations that we've seen throughout the series, um, almost tracking mm -hmm. um, characters. So it's definitely, it seems to be someone that we maybe know. Um, there's been a lot of online discussion of it being Troy Otto, um, which, you know, could be, could not be. We'll have to find that out. But definitely the arm of Alicia is is chilling and frightening um, 
because when we last saw her, she, you know, kind of walked off into the sunset and she did still have her arm. <laughs> so we don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that this this arm is now not with her. Um, but, you know, I'm excited to see see who this person is, see what their connection is, see if they're if they've got good intentions, if they've got bad intentions. If it is Troy, I need to know <laughs> how on earth he survived because they kind of did a one-two punch with them the last time we saw them. So they're going to need to explain that to us. But it's it's definitely Fear the Walking Dead is always the show that kind of keeps us on our toes. We, when you think they, you know what they're doing, they kind of pull the rug from under us and switch things up and throw some twists at us, um, which I've always admired. You know, they kind of had that country vibe going for a while. And then all of a sudden they set off a new your bomb and it became a completely different show so it's always a show that that'll keep you guessing so i'm i'm very excited to see what comes of that yes that was very yeah that was very interesting and i i let the map i did notice i was you know of course everyone was pausing and advancing slowly so you could get all you know see everything that was going on there and that map was very intriguing to see that Obviously, I mean, this is likely somebody we know and but yeah, the Troy theory that has me just <laughs> shaking my head, I guess, because, yeah, we I, I you know, went back and rewatched the scene and everything. You're like, yeah, they've got a lot of explaining to do if it is Troy. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> it feels like Fear the Walking Dead is the show that also um, no one can stay dead on because <laughs> it feels like every time someone's presumably dead, they miraculously pop back up yep there they uh, are <laughs> daniel salazar multiple times yeah. we've seen madison we've seen that with pretty much everyone that seemed to have been dead they they pop back up so i guess i guess we shouldn't be too surprised if it is troy but yeah <laughs> need to explain it <laughs> yes yes definitely keep that explanation with it because we're going to need that but yeah and then kind of uh, very future is the Rick and Michonne. And I, we don't really know much of anything about that, that it's coming out in 2024. Uh, first season's done filming and it may be the only season for what it sounds. Um, what are your hopes for that? I I think with that one, I'm really wanting closure, most of all. Um, mm -hmm. It feels like Dead City and the Daryl show are a little more open-ended, obviously, because their stories have continued on beyond the... Um, the main show um where they got those sort of happy endings mm -hmm. but i i you know i've seen a lot of discussion of whether the rick and michonne show should go on for multiple seasons and i'm kind of in the camp where i do want it to be a limited thing mm -hmm. where we see them you know reunite we see them escape the situation that they're in and get back to their family um it feels like that would be a an ending that you know we've kind of all been hoping for and that we kind of need we all need that closure of their story being being brought to an end um no matter how it ends um so i'm hoping for closure i am hoping for more exploration of what the crm is up to um because we obviously got a lot of that in the walking dead world beyond um so i feel like I'm, it, that left me wanting so much more um we only kind of got a taste of the actual main community of of sort of what Jadis is up to. Um, so I feel like there's a lot to explore within that, but I'm really just excited to see Rick and Michonne again after so long. I'm so excited for them to reunite, um, 
to work together again. Some of my favorite episodes from from the main show is just like episode 712 where they go to the carnival looking for guns and they kind of have this like romantic date in the apocalypse (laughs) so i i'm hoping for sort of a vibe like that where it's just the two of them working together they're always amazing together um so i'm hoping for for that i'm excited to see you know possibly new characters new locations but i feel like that'll that show will likely have sort of the most familiar vibe from the spinoffs that we're that we're getting um because you know it that feels mostly like a continuation of their story from the show from what we've heard um but yeah i i want like a a love story type show mm-hmm. uh, i want like a, a big rick and michonne love story and a story about family which is what their story has always been mm-hmm. so very excited about that i'm glad that we're finally going to be getting that next year i'm very excited for you know, when they start releasing the photos and the first little bits of footage and news that hopefully we'll maybe we'll get some at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so very excited about that. I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that'll, that'll be, that'll be a long time coming. But yeah. I think <laughs> but we have something to look forward to though. <laughs> so that's good. Exactly. And that feels like, it feels like that story has been the one that we've kind of had teased throughout the entire franchise the most you know they've kind of dropped hints with the crm throughout the entire Mm -hmm. franchise they've dropped little little nuggets of information about what they're up to and why they would want someone like rick grimes Mm -hmm. Uh, and also just like the little the little mysteries of what they've been working on with the cure we saw that in in um world beyond so Mm -hmm. i feel like we'll get little I'm, I'm excited about but I'm just ready to see Andrew Lincoln and Denai Greer back as Rick and Michonne that's like the most exciting thing to me yeah <laughs> no matter what the story is yeah <laughs> just show them on the screen doing whatever it'll be great I uh I I've always loved Rick and Michonne but I guess I didn't really I know I had there was a lot of other characters you know like when they were gone that I focused on more you know whatever and I didn't think a lot about them, I guess, you know, like, I don't know that, about a lot about missing them, I guess. But once they were featured at the end of the finale, then I was like, oh, yeah, I, I totally need to see those guys again. You know, I need to see, like you said, that closure. We need to see, you know, them reunited. We need to see what's been going on with them. We, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that would be really good. And I, and I agree. I feel like, I, you know, I feel like this will be a limited series just because, I know Andrew Lincoln and Denai Greer are busy, you know, they're busy. They have lots of things that they are involved in and, you know, that kind of thing. But I, you know, I, but I feel like that they're going to do a really good job with this series because they, they've got a lot, you know, a lot of, you know, fans are really banking on this one. And, you know, I think everyone's excited about other spinoffs, but most definitely I think this is the most, the highly anticipated one because it's Rick and Michonne. And one thing I do think with these, um, with this, all three of these spinoffs, that I think will be an advantage is the fact that the actors are also acting as executive producers. And I think that, um, you know, they've played these characters for how long and, you know, they, they can weigh in on, you know, Oh, that my character wouldn't do that or this and that. So I think that that is a, a big, um, I think that it's just a big part of it being like, like dead city being so well done because the actors are involved so much besides just the acting. 
Yeah, and I think that's that's always a good idea, especially with like legacy characters like these where, you know, obviously we're getting new writers and directors coming in that, you know, not, haven't necessarily been with the show and these characters since the beginning. Mm -hmm. But these actors have been in it since the very beginning with their characters. They know them better than anyone. Um, they know how they would act and they know the world. Mm -hmm. They know how, you know, things are supposed to operate in that world. Um, so that's, that's so exciting to me that they all are so heavily involved and, um, you know, even on Fear the Walking Dead, Coleman Domingo is a yeah. producer. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad to see them giving them these opportunities to, to be so heavily involved in, in the storytelling and, you know, the, the continuation of their characters because they know them better than anyone else. And they're the ones that are going to advocate for, you know, the right decisions to be made with, with their characters. So that's definitely that's definitely exciting and that's not something you really ever see too often with with shows um so it's it's refreshing to have especially with like Denai Greer where she's she's an accomplished writer she's <laughs> she's used to that um that industry and that role so I'm that has me really hopeful for for the future mm -hmm. yeah I agree I agree. Well, I think that's about all we can cover today, maybe. Um, <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for joining me today and just letting us pick your brain. And I just thought it'd be a fun uh, way to lead up to the Dead City finale and uh, just kind of talk about all that's going on in the Walking Dead universe. Yeah. Oh, I'm always, always excited to talk about about this franchise. I could talk, talk <laughs> your off about it. Um so I'm, I'm so appreciative that you invited me on and I'm, 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 it was a great conversation. <laughs> yes. I really enjoyed it. So yeah. Well, thank you again. 